0: Wolfgang, it's great to speak to you again. On the occasion of our last conversation, the European referendum was about to take place in the UK, and we're talking again at another very critical moment for Europe. I wondered how, given that last time, given that in 2016, you were speaking out so strongly in favour of a kind of pan-European solidarity on the importance of togetherness in the face of isolated sort of nodules of for want of a better word, hate, how you feel that Europe has responded to the coronavirus pandemic today?
1: I mean, obviously, um, in the beginning, it was uh, terrible. Um, everybody was acting for themselves and totally uncoordinated. I mean, remarkably, Ursula von der Leyen uh, literally apologized for it in the European Parliament, in particular to Italy. And then, of course, the judgment was out very quickly. Um, yeah, like, Europe doesn't really exist. It's all not really happening. I don't think so. No, I think uh, a lot is happening now. And uh, I think the way forward will be a joint way forward. And I think everybody knows it, even though there are hard feelings um, in the South, thinking the North is uh, selfish. Uh, I, th- I really don't think people in the North think that they can uh, do this without the South. You know, I think uh, everybody is aware this has, we, we are in this together. If somebody is left behind, uh, it will break the whole project. Uh, so I'm kind of in good hope that after the initial failure of coordination, um, there will be a joint way forward
0: that said, there has been this different uh, sort of staggered response across Europe. Um, we can get into, obviously, the, the UK's relationship to that is tricky. Germany and Austria I mean, have already started to reopen certain uh, public spaces as of today, I think. Do you think that that has been accelerated? How, do you think that that's been, made, been taken in good time? By the way,
1: I just <laughs> wanted to say I, I saw a Telegraph headline uh, uh, yesterday, I think, like with glee, that the UK would have to pay bail out to the South uh, if a Brexit extension was asked for. I mean, it's, uh, it is really such a tragic uh, coincidence, not that uh, this is all happening as it is happening. I mean, the, the thing is, in... With a with the, with the uh, stopping the lockdown, um, I think everybody is uh, is aware just how costly the lockdown is in knock-on effects. That is just so dramatic that uh, um, I think one has to try and come out as quickly as possible. Um, but obviously, I'm not a um, I'm, I'm not one of the millions of epidemiologists <laughs> that have sprung up everywhere. The thing is that there are at the moment i think twelve thousand empty intensive care beds in Germany um, so it doesn't it isn't fully justified to stop everything at this moment. No
0: you've used your instagram to kind of spread messages about the referendum about face masks you put a really interesting post up recently about uh, landlords and rent relief you make this argument that rather than offer loans perhaps small businesses entrepreneurs individuals should be given rent relief for the duration of the of the pandemic to survive and thrive afterwards do you think that it's really thrown into relief some of the shortcomings of the sort of capitalism that we've grown used to over the last sort of 20 years. I mean, I think what's really striking is uh, to see um, how
1: little fat there is, uh, how little, um, you know, how little backup there is after 10 years of uh, ferocious uh, growth and earnings being made, um, that there's so little Um, left to fall back on. And obviously that money has gone somewhere. The money that was earned has gone somewhere. And now, again, it's the public that has to bail out the businesses. And I guess it does throw into question... um, why uh, what do we run the economy for you know? like what is the benefit um, who who are the who are the recipients uh, how is uh, wealth being distributed i don't think it's inappropriate to make the connection between this what which is of course purely first of all a medical thing between this and um, and an economic system question um what do we struggle for what do we raise for if it does atomize society that
0: much then maybe there's need for change towards the end of last month germany announced a very big stimulus package for small businesses that also applied to freelancers working in the cultural sector and to artists the uk's response has been Perhaps less positive. I think a lot of artists are having to wait until June to look into the possibility of getting some sort of relief from the economic fallout of the coronavirus pandemic. How important is it to sustain cultural uh, producers at a time like this? And I suppose, as a follow on, do you think that they have a large role in kind of mediating what we've just been talking about in exploring? where things have fallen short and how we might move forwards in a positive way following the pandemic. Yeah, one could ask, like,
1: why should the cultural sector be um, treated any different? Um, but I think the answer is also clear. I mean, it is it is a, um, it is particularly hard hit because uh, there is no audience, um, there is no performance, there is no... Uh, Footfall, and in the best of times, cultural production is is never like economically secure, and it is always a struggle. And um, and so, if places have to shut down, they are not going to spring up tomorrow again. What we lose now um, may be lost uh, forever, uh, or it will take a long time um, for cultural spaces to open up and i I hope that politicians um, are aware of that
0: this is a recurrent theme isn't it what we lose now gets lost forever in this sort of short-term five-year look ahead to the next election people make decisions that cost society at large for indefinite years into the future
1: I mean, of course, with the austerity in the UK, um, those cuts, they have also shaped society. You know? they, these cuts don't, uh, uh, don't come without cost.
0: But also, you know, in, in the UK, you just made that reference to the Telegraph article on this Sunday. The Sunday Times ran a long piece kind of outlining the shortcomings of uh, Boris Johnson's government in managing the coronavirus crisis. In the absence of that kind of leadership, do you think that cultural figures actually play a kind of significant part in stepping forwards at times like this? Sorry
1: for not giving a clear answer. I like to say that on the one hand, artists don't have an obligation to be political. They don't have to have an obligation to use their Speaking voice, in addition to whatever their other medium is, I think everybody should be engaged in public life. Um, But on the other hand, artists do have a special role, and art has accompanied all major changes in society. Like all progressive, uh, positive development in the last hundred years has been accompanied by music by uh, graphics by visuals uh, fashion i mean cultural production is political inherently because it speaks about what is desirable in so- in society you know what what people want when there's a passion there is a way and the arts uh, speak to that and about that
0: how do you find the coronavirus pandemic kind of playing out in your own artistic practice obviously there are some galleries that are set to reopen this week i think in austria and germany but you know elsewhere it looks likely that art will be exhibited primarily in digital spaces for quite a long time into the future and beyond that you know i was thinking about your your work and thinking about the kind of interpret on the one hand you make very very social you kind of embed yourself in social situations and on the other hand you have a very introspective strand to your practice which as we discussed just before this interview kind of started maybe you don't necessarily want to expose in the work that you do in your studio is it constraining is this is do you feel like a weight of oppressiveness around this or is it or is it not necessarily f- making its way into into the work that you're working on
1: I, I kind of feel hesitant to talk too much about my experience because like everybody is in this so everybody has has some particular experience and i feel like weird uh, delving uh into my particular experience uh, but yes of course it is um it is strange um and yes it's also eye-opening and uh and i find uh um, unfortunately, in Berlin, we don't have a had such a severe lockdown, so it was okay to walk, and because there's no no cars in the street in many of the roads, I was just walking in the middle of the road, um, and you didn't even have to look up out for traffic, and so I was looking up all the time and looking at buildings and looking at the trees. Um, you know, mid March they were still all dead, and now of course they are sprouting, and and this sort of s- sculptural transformation in the afternoon light how the low the shadows of the trees hit the buildings i mean there there was a beautiful urban poetry um, in that for me and other times i tried to make use of uh, of um uh, looking at old pictures and catching up on on work that i didn't really look at yet so but I'm really not thinking the digital world uh, can replace the physical experience of of a space um, um, where you look at art i i obviously uh, I engage a lot in the screen with a screen, so um it is obviously a medium that I use also somehow for me the the basis of my Um, my work is is a physical work that comes together in space uh, with an audience
0: you spoke then a moment ago about that kind of about the way that culture runs in parallel to politics and has done for um, many many years and it seems like the gallery as a meeting place as you say an audience with art to react against kind of generates a very productive, kind of critical and, and emotional energy that, that maybe is at the core of why art matters. How do you think this kind of new regimen of social distancing stands to impact art and the way we look at it?
1: What I'm really concerned about is this nightlife, which is a venue for the art of dance music. Uh, it's also a social venue, a romantic a romantic venue, but it's um, it's also yeah a place for the art of electronic music and um, and prohibition has always sort of tried to limit nightlife and restrict nightlife and um, and could become a tool for authorities to shut down um, even more of this unruly scene that is always uh, frightening older people. You know it's interesting how like young people like to go out, and then as soon as people get forty plus they are freaked out about it and um and try to and politicians try to control it and police try to control it and and now, of course um that would be a terrible outcome if nightlife got crippled by this uh, in the name of public health um of course and you know like what has to be done has to be done, but uh, I hope that this doesn't take so long that basically all nightlife venues have gone bust.